This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because it's about so much more than the home or the outfit. It's about the heart and the life behind it. Friends, if you enjoy this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you would take a moment to rate and review it. It's incredibly helpful for the growth of the podcast. Thanks in advance. Hello, wonderful Life and Style podcast listeners. I hope you are having an absolutely incredible day. I have a treat for you. I am going to be sharing the conversation that I got to have with the lovely Karian Wood. She is so fabulous, so genuine. I am just beyond grateful for the conversation that I got to have with her. So keep listening all the way through. We talked about everything from yard sale tips, the best paint colors, and how to own your style, how to even find your style. I mean, we talked about a little bit of everything and you guys are gonna love it, I promise. So. Without further ado, here is the wonderful, the fabulous Kari Ann Wood. Hello, Kari Ann. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Oh, absolutely. I've been looking forward to this. So for anyone who may not have heard of you, would you mind giving us just a little intro about you, who you are and what you do? Of course, my name is Kari Ann Wood and I write the blog at Thistlewood Farms, which is all about home decor, DIYs, decorating, and tons and tons of stories. I'm a big believer in stories. I live in Dallas, Texas, well, right outside Dallas, Texas, with my um, four kids and my husband, and I never met a piece of trash, furniture trash kind of by the side of the road that I did not love. I love that so much. You, The content that you share every single time is so captivating to me. I love it. And you're so creative and resourceful. I just think you have so much valuable content to share. Um, you are and I so love sweet. It. And it's Thank beautiful you. too. It's just beautiful. So your Thank home you. is beautiful. I love getting to see a little glimpse on our Zoom call. Here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I wanted to kind of hear about your relationship with home decor and have you always loved it? How did you kind of find this love of all things home? All of this started with my first Barbie dream house. Okay. So the Barbie dream house shows up with the Barbies and they're sort of like outfits and everything. And I obsessed over like what the dream house looked like. So I would, I would decorate these elaborate rooms and, you know, I mean, I would make stuff out of salt dough and I cut wallpaper pieces out and I put them up and then I would dress the Barbies up and they would just like sit in the room. Like I never really played with Barbies. I just, <laughs> I just decorated their houses and then like they sat there. Now they look super cute. Like their little outfits match the rooms, but that's really where, and I thought I'm not really into playing with Barbies, but I am for sure into making sure that their houses look cute. So that's really where it all started. That is hilarious. I love that. I love that so much. Um, <laughs> this is not like the typical way to play with Barbies. And I just think that's no. the most precious story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, that kind of like is what sparked your love. You just knew from a young age that you loved making beautiful environments, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. And I, well, and it started there. And then I remember my first um, house that we had at college. I mean, we took a purple couch and we covered it with sheets and staple gunned all these sheets to it to kind of make it 
fit in. And everyone was like, why are you obsessing over, you know, your, your house at college? And I was like, I just like everything to be pretty. I just like things that look cute and are pretty. And so the challenge sometimes with that is, which you might've read a few stories on the blog about it, is that I'm form over function. So sometimes if it looks cute, it work. It like that works for me. It doesn't have to actually work. Yes. It just has to look cute. <laughs> I love that so much. So did you like dive into like research? Are you really into like learning about home decor or are you like go by the fly, follow your heart kind of girl? I'm the opposite of research. Like research was in the dictionary. It would not have my picture next to it. Like I, and everything on the blog. So it's, what's amazing is I wrote a post on the blog about five tips for picking out paint colors. And because that's one of the questions I get asked all the time is how do you pick out paint colors? Well, um, at the beginning of the post, I start off and I say, just as a disclaimer here, I am not a decorator. I did not go to school for decorating. I did not take a decorating class at college, but what I am is so much better. I'm the person that has painted 50 zillion rooms and got it wrong and figured out what works. And here are the tips that I, through the paint school of hard knocks that I have learned to help me pick out the best, best paint color and let me share them with you. Oh, I love that. I feel like your advice that you share is very approachable because of that. You've been through all the hoops already and you're saving you're saving your followers so much time. <laughs> yeah, I, always say, I always say to people, you know what? Let me go first. Like, let me go first. Let me make the mistakes and then I'll help. Yes. Oh, I just love that. I love that so much. Um, so I, one thing I also, as I've just been reading your blog, looking at your Instagram, all of it, I love that you are constantly like connecting with other people through this. Like you're always sharing inspiration from other people, tagging other people. Just, it seems like you're very immersed in the whole like, blogging, influencing kind of community. How did you get to that point and what, what does that look like for you? Well, I always say to people, so I have a coaching group. So I coach people on how to write a blog. I coach people on how to make money off of a blog. It's like one of my favorite, top, well, decorating might be my favorite, but it's for sure second at the top of the list is how to make money off online platforms. And um, so along that journey, I always tell people, blogging is not for the faint of heart. Like it is, it's a journey of a lot of mountains that are amazing, incredible. And then there are some valleys along the way of a little bit of like sadness. And so it's so much easier if you have peeps to accompany you. So when I started blogging about eight years ago, one of the first things I did was, um, I acted like I was at a party. So I would go to other little blogs and I would comment on those blogs and then they would come over back over and comment on me. Then I would go back over and comment on them. And it was just an easy way to make friends. And I was pictured like we were at some giant blogging party all chatting together. I love that. And that's been my philosophy is through the whole blogging journey is I want to help other people, but I also, um, I also enjoy people's blogs. I enjoy reading and learning and it's just a constant evolution for me. That's fantastic. Have you gotten to meet many, many digital friends in real life? Because oh, of this? tons, tons. Oh my gosh. All the time. So I go to every year, I go to a blogging conference called Haven, which is coming up in July. And uh, I've been for seven years, seven of the eight years it's been on. I've been for seven years. And so most of the people that I'm interacting with 
um, I have met them in real life, but a lot of times too, like this, like now we're meeting virtually, you know? And so you now with Zoom, you feel like you know people and it, it makes it so much more fun just doing things like this, like your oh, amazing totally. podcast. I had never used Zoom before the pandemic, but now I'm kind of frequenting Zoom and it is a game changer. It's a total game changer. And I don't I don't know where I was before this because I could have been chatting with people all over the place, face to face this whole time. <laughs> I know. I love it. I just feel like I just feel like then you're friends, you know, because it's it's almost the same as having getting to have coffee with someone. Oh, totally. Yes, I love it so so much. Um Yeah. So that was just something I have noticed your involvement in the community. You're so encouraging and uplifting in the way that you're interacting with people. And I just think that's fantastic. That's one of the reasons that we specifically wanted to reach out to you about this podcast, because we're looking at style and also kind of substance. So I am a big believer in the fact that style can bring, add value and meaning into our life in a way that is substantial. And, um, it's, it's more than just the fluff, you know, there's a lot more to it. I so. agree. And you know what? I want to speak into that just for a second because you made me yes, think please. of something. So I think that what is so amazing along this journey that we're all on is that, and if you're, if somebody's listening to this day and they're like, should I start a blog? Should I start a podcast? Should I get on Instagram? You know, should I change my entire room and decorate it in blue and white? You know, I always tell people that we all have something that we're amazing at. Like every single person, some people are amazing at talking. Some people are amazing at writing. Some people are amazing at photography. Some people are amazing at um, networking. Some people are amazing at decorating. And I always encourage people that your journey is your own. Like what you do is the best. You are the best you you can be. And so to me, embrace that amazing and do that. And if the world tells you, okay, don't start a podcast. There's too many podcasts. You don't listen. You continue doing you. If you want to start a blog and people say, there's too many blogs out there. There's too many Instagrams. You don't listen to that because that's your amazing. And if you follow your heart and you chase your amazing, it's crazy the opportunities that are out there and the incredible things that can happen along the way. And so I just wanted to speak a little bit of encouragement because I think sometimes we get so overwhelmed and there are so many, you know, there are challenges nowadays. There's a lot of negative stuff going on. And so I always think a little bit of encouragement goes a long way. Oh, totally. I mean, you're literally hitting the nail on the head of like the heart of this podcast, which is like, it's not about the rules of style. It's not about like finding this pattern that goes well with this pattern. It's not about making sure you're doing everything according to some certain checklist. It's making space for who you are and owning that. And I, I just feel so passionately about that, that the world is a better place when we're all actually walking in who we truly are and our passions and our interests and our strengths. And when we're cheering each other on in that. So amen. Amen. you You made me feel all the feels talking about that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So pivoting a little bit. Um, you seem to have a lot of valuable tidbits for people who are interested in decorating on a budget or kind of finding alternative ways other than just spending top dollar on something. Um, and so for people who are listening who may, maybe they just bought their first house, maybe they are just moved into an apartment, they're trying to spend as little amount of money as possible. Maybe it's just how they want to live. They want to spend as few as they can while still having a beautiful space that makes them feel like themselves and inspired. What would be some of your top tips for decorating a home on a budget? 
Okay, so the number one best friend of the person that's decorating a budget is paint. Paint, oh, and, and it's friend. Paint's best friend spray paint. Like those two are game changers when it comes. So the room actually that I'm sitting in right now um, is when, I, when we bought this house, it was a very light color. We changed the entire look of the room um, and painted it navy, a dark navy, the most beautiful, it's, it's Sherwin-Williams color called navel. And it completely changed the entire look of the room. That was the only thing I changed in the room. And I think that people never underestimate what painting either a piece of furniture or maybe painting a room or doing something smaller like that. I mean, painting a room is not small, but I mean, with a quick change like that, you can completely change the entire look of the space. And so for a cup, for two gallons worth of paint, the dining room now looks completely different. You know, you can find, I'm a giant yard sale shopper. I never met, just as I said earlier, I never met like furniture that people put out by their curbs. Like I break for furniture by the side of the road. Like I say to my husband, hurry, run, put it in the car before somebody else gets it. And then I, we bring it home. I mean, our entire first apartment after we got married and we had zero dollars to decorate, I would, um, when people moved out of their college dorms, I would go haunt the, you know, the dumpsters and bring it all home. And guess what I used to change it? A can of paint. And I can make a can of paint last <laughs> through. You've become a pro. <laughs> I am a pro. I know how to stretch that paint out. And so I painted everything. I would find it and I would sand it down and paint it. And it was amazing just how something simple like that can change the entire look of a piece of furniture or the entire look of a room. Oh, I love that. Yeah, paint, absolutely. So the things that you're talking about, I've dabbled in, but I don't have the level of experience that I want to. I want, there's so many, like just off the top of my mind, I can think of so many places I would love to add some paint and change the vibe of a space. But in my experience, it is so true. It's unbelievable how quickly you can transform a space. And well, how and you know what feels. too, and too, a current, a current trend, which you can see right here in this room behind me, um, is white walls. We're, we're kind of going back to white walls. And the thing that is amazing about white walls, which let me give you a couple of awesome paint colors. So um, Sherwin-Williams Alabaster is a great paint color. Also two Sherwin-Williams Extra White is a really good paint color. And my new best friend is, um, it's Sherwin-Williams, I just painted a room that's Soji. It's S-H-O-J-I, Soji White shoji white i'm not sure exactly how to say it but it is those are the best whites and the and the challenge is sometimes your paint color distracts from everything in your room so when you paint a room white it allows the furniture and the accessories and the other things in your room that are a little bit easier to change out it allows them to shine so if your walls are white then if you want to like go crazy and paint a hutch aqua or you want to um, add bright yellow pillows, like your walls allow you to do that. So it's easy to make changes in your space um, to save money that way too. I love that. So you're a big fan of the white white wall trend. Well, and navy too. I do like <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> yes, but I do love I do love a good white wall. That's awesome. So did you find your favorite whites um, trial through fire, or how did you how did you find what was your very favorite white? Well, that is a great question. Now, I don't want to tell the other colors, you know, because I don't want them to get jealous. 
but I really do love alabaster. Like it is kind of my, I, in full disclosure, I work for Sherwin Williams. That's one of my companies on the blog that I work for them. Um, but I, even if I didn't, I would be all in on them. And I used alabaster before I even found them, but it's like this perfect white that has like a hint of gray. And I always tell people when you go to the paint store and you're sitting there and you're looking at all of those paint chips and you're like, whoa, and all the whites look the same. Okay. Newsflash, they are not even close to the same. That's the problem. So it can be overwhelming. It's unbelievable right. how many shades of white there are. That is right. So here's your tip. Okay, here's a tip just for everybody listening. You take your paint strip and look at the darkest color on the bottom of the paint strip. And that shows you what you're like. That's like the it's a darker hue of what your white actually is. So if you look down to the bottom and that darker is gray, then you know your white has gray. If you go to the bottom and it has brown, then you know it has brown in it. So you kind of look to what you, I like a bright, crisp, clear white. Like that's just what I like. Um, but some people like a creamier white. Some people, you know, like a white with a little bit of gray in it, like a grayish kind of. You know, there's so many different options, but your best tip is go to the bottom of that strip and look and see, and then you'll figure it all out. You'll be a paint genius. I love that. That is so practical. And I'm storing that away for future trips to the store. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. So you've kind of touched on this by talking about how much of a total game changer paint can be in kind of making your home feel like your home. Um, but even aside from just paint, like what would you say... I know that for me and a lot of people that I know, it can just really feel overwhelming when you're trying to decide like, okay, I know I'm not thrilled with this space. I know it's not inspiring to me. I'm not productive in this space. I want to make it better. But like, what, how, where do you even start? Like, should I get new lamps? Should I scratch the whole room? Should I remodel new pillows? Like, what would you say are some of the biggest like things to focus on when you're just like confused on what direction to go in? <laughs> okay. So I have a great tip for that. So you, the whole point of why we decorate, like why you change things up is because you're not in love with your room. There's something about your room that kind of bugs you a little bit or your house. And then the extension of that is sometimes you don't want to invite people over. Sometimes you don't want to have people to your house because you feel like, okay, I don't really like this house. And you're kind of apologizing. And people come up and you're like, I'm going to change all this. Like, I'm, it's going to get cuter. Like I promise. Like, um, yes. just, just ignore Fair that there. right now. Like just, and you're apologizing. Okay. We don't want to apologize for our house. We want to have spaces that we love. So to that end, when you're looking at making a room over, I always say, so two tips. Number one, I would go to Pinterest and I would create a private pin board or a, whatever you want, like a pin board where you just go and you just keep pinning rooms that you love. So you pin and pin and pin. And I mean, I'm talking like maybe 50 rooms, maybe a hundred rooms. And then, and don't overthink it. Just like, oh, I like this room. And you just keep popping them on the pin board. And then after you have, you know, you've done it for a couple hours or whatever, or a couple weeks, however long you want to take, you go back and look at all of the pictures. Now you'll have some one-offs like but there will be a trend that you'll see in the picture. So maybe, for example, you are drawn to rooms with blue couches, or maybe you're drawn to rooms that are blue and white, or maybe you're drawn to rooms that are all neutral, or maybe you're drawn to farmhouse, or maybe you are drawn to modern sleek lines, but it's the best way to kind of determine what your style is. And you can't just do two or three or four pictures. You need a ton of pictures because you need good sampling to look at. So that's tip number one. Tip number two 
it's kind of after you get your direction, you're like, okay, I kind of like rooms that look like this. Then I say, go and find something, something that you fall in love with, whether it's a rug that you fall in love with, whether it's a pillow that you fall in love with, whether it's, I don't know, a throw that you fall in love with, but something that when, and I don't care if it's not trending, that is irrelevant. If, if like all, if everyone's saying, oh, we're only into neutrals and you love color, go, you go girl. Like you do Amen. you. So to me, if you find a throw and the throw has pink flamingos all over it, you're like, I love this so much. Like, I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're thinking, everybody's going to make fun of my pink flamingos. No, like you go, like you go, but you take that pink flamingo and that's where you start your room. Or you take your pillow that has this amazing blue and white pattern on it and you build the room around that. Or you find this awesome vintage sign that you're like, that is the perfect sign. And you're like, okay, if I'm going to go with vintage signs, then the room has to be kind of neutral. Like use that one thing that you are in love with and then something miraculous happens. Oh, I love that. And that simplifies it so much too of like find one thing you love and everything else can kind of follow suit and sort of piecing together. Oh, I need to find all these things that I love, but they all need to work together and it's overwhelming. I think that is such a, such an approachable way to look at this of like kind of find your style, which those were very practical tips you gave about pinning all these pins, find, figuring out what you like, finding one thing that kind of is that in one item <laughs> and then building your whole well, room around that. And the other thing too is I think we're so scared that we're going to make mistakes with decorating. Like I think everybody is, so let's say you find this pink flamingo and then you're like in the middle of home goods one day and you're like, okay, I think I, oh, I like these pink and white striped. You're like, I'm going off what I'm doing, what Karian said, I'm using the pink flamingo throw and you find these pink and white striped pillows and you bring them home and you're like, oh, they don't work. Like, oh, that makes the pink flamingo not look cute you know what you do? You take those pills back. Like if it doesn't work, you just take it back. Like, it's like, Don't we are so scared. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Like you just keep going and your room should always, here's another thing that no one ever tells you. Your rooms are never done. They're never done. They're always evolving. And so if you know that, just know that decorating is a process. And what you're trying to do is get more things in your room than you love, than things you don't love. Like, and the more that. things that you love that you add to the room, the more you'll fall in love with your house and you'll want to invite people over. And all of a sudden your house will be a thing of joy instead of stress. Oh, totally. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Um, so many good tidbits there. So another thing that I have noticed is that you are queen of yard sailing. You love it. You are all about it. You're so pumped when it's yard sailing season. I just want to talk about all of that. So I haven't done a lot of yard sailing. I grew up doing it some, but honestly, it's been a while since I've done it. I don't know if I've done it as an adult. <laughs> I would love to hear, and I'm sure so many listeners would love to hear too. What would be kind of your top yard sailing tips for somebody who's a newbie? Okay. So I'm going to start, I'm going to, you know, I'm all about stories. I said that at the beginning. So I'm going to start with a little yard selling story. Okay. Because this illustrates so many of the tips in one story. So I was in um, Kentucky. We used to live in Kentucky. Now we live in outside of Dallas, but we lived in Kentucky for a long time. And we were actually in the middle of this major, like, like there was this huge rainstorm and everything was about to flood. And so we were in the middle of this major, like, 
life experience going on. And I was in charge of driving this truck to different places. And so I was supposed to like, we sandbag and I would drive the truck and um, drop the sandbags off and then go back and pick up more sandbags and drive the truck. Well, one time in the middle of driving the truck, all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see something that makes every yard sailor's heart beat faster. A sign that said multi-family yard sale. And I was like, okay, I'm already stressed. This is a I lot going this. on with all this flooding situation. So I get in it. So I, of course, I'm supposed to be dropping sandbags off, but I veer off and I go down the little road and there is, it's, and it's the kind of yard sale. If you're a yard sale, that makes your heart beat faster. Cause there's all these, like, you can tell just from the car, it's a good one. Like, so there's furniture. You just know. Oh, and right there in the middle of the yard sale, there was this table and it was this like, and I had been looking on restoration hardware for this beautiful table that was like, I don't know, it was like $750,000, something like that. And there was this table that looked almost identical. And so I walk over to the table. Now, yard sale rule number one, you don't act like you like it, okay? Because if you act like you like it, then they'll figure out and then the price goes up. So you kind of kind of play cool, and yard sale tip number two is if you're holding on to it, then it is yours. Okay. If you, that's first right of refusal for the person Noted. holding it. Okay. So if you, so if you see something you like in yard sale, pick it up and walk around with it or hold on to it. In my case, with the table. So I hold on to the table and I say to the lady, super cash, you know, play my, Gotta play, play cool. cool, play cool. I say, um, how much is this table? And she's like, um, $25. No. And I, almost in the middle of the yard sale have a come apart. Like I almost faint and oh, now, but I, I can't, but I can't let her know. So I can't even gather my thoughts to like say, what is she saying to me? So I, I'm clutching the yard sale table and I, I'm staring at her like just kind of dumbfounded. Like, did she just say $25? Like what? And she takes my like blank face as like negotiating, okay? So yard sale rule number three, everything is negotiable, okay? So she says to me, okay all right twenty dollars and i'm like no she does not yes she comes down five dollars i'm like um sold so i still clutch onto the table the other hand i pull my husband out and i say i'm pull out my phone to talk to my husband and i say can you please get here immediately with twenty dollars i'm buying this table and he said i thought you're supposed to be sandbagging and i say yeah 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 later on the, led to the next and here i am <laughs> so we end up long story short we push all the sandbags aside with the table in and the table came home with us best yard sale find what a victory oh my goodness victorious, <laughs> victorious. so that is in one story why you love yard sailing you oh, just never know what you're gonna find like yes number one you never know what you're gonna find number two everything's negotiable number three never let them see you sweat and number four, sometimes if you don't know how to negotiate, just stare at them long enough and they might come down. Just make it bracket. awkward. <laughs> make it awkward, yeah. Oh my goodness, I love it. Those are some great tips. I'm gonna need to go yard sailing soon. Um, Here's so the what, thing now, wait, 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 wait. We gotta yes. close with this. Now, you, you have to think about yard sailing. You're gonna go to a bunch of lane sales. Like just prepare your heart that when you see a yard sale sign, it might be lane. Every now and then, Kaylee, a yard sale comes along that will make your heart beat faster. And you'll find something that was really the super expensive price and it's so cheap and it makes all the lame yard sales. So if people are trying, if they haven't tried it like you, don't give up. Okay, it's worth it for it the is, gym. Yes.
Oh my goodness. Yeah. These are some important life lessons. I know life lessons. (laughs) I feel like there's a deeper level to every tip that you just shared. (laughs) I know we don't Um, have enough time. We're running out of time. We don't have enough time. (laughs) We can draw so many parallels here. (laughs) Um, So what are your all, so you shared the table. What are your other all time favorite yard sale finds? Okay. So one of my other favorite, oh my gosh, there is a hutch that if, if I turn this um, computer, it's right there. That hutch has been with me, I think 25 years. It's been 40 different really? colors and everything, but I found it at a yard sale and I have no money. Okay. I am, we have no money. I'm so poor. I'm with my mom. You know, I'm doing the thing where like you, like they say, that'll be $20. And you kind of stare at your mom like, Hey, do you have $20? I could just borrow from you. And then you never really pay your mom back. But, <laughs> um, but that hutch was in the back corner of a yard sale and it was covered. It was dark brown. It was covered with tools. So here's a bonus yard sale tip. There was no for sale sign on it, but a lot of times when you're at a yard sale, if you see something in their garage or in their yard that they might not even have thought about selling, always ask. So I say to the guy, Hey, is this available? And he's like, Oh, well, we weren't going to sell that. And I was like, Oh, okay. And he was like, and his wife said, yeah, yeah, we want to get rid of that. We want to get rid of that. And we got it for almost nothing. And it has been, in, it's been every color right now. It is Sherwin-Williams Mindful Gray, which by the way, is a really good gray. And it has um, lived in my house all these years. So that's amazing. 25 years later. That's 25 incredible. years later. Yeah. And you wouldn't have it today if you hadn't just asked. That is right. So always ask. I Another that. important life lesson. <laughs> Big important life lesson. Honestly, it's always a no if you don't ask. That's one thing I have that's to right. pep talk myself about a lot of times so no if you don't make the move (laughs) exactly exactly the life and style podcast is produced by painted tree boutiques with hundreds of shops under one roof painted tree truly is your one-stop gift shop painted tree vendors specialize in gifts decor fashion soaps candles and so much more So if you're shopping for yourself or shopping for a dear friend or family member, Painted Tree is your spot. And there are locations all across the country. So visit PaintedTree.com to find your nearest location or to learn about becoming a Painted Tree vendor. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D-T-R-E-E.com. Okay, so bringing it back to... There has been, there have been so many things that you have shared that I've read that again, your style, but your substance, there are so many just tidbits of wisdom throughout all that you share. Um, and one of my favorite things that you shared was kind of advice, key pieces of advice for your younger self. Um, it was just really moving to me, honestly. Um, and without it being like, it doesn't have to be a regurgitation of exactly that, but I am curious, just when you think back to who you were, when you were 20 years old, what do you wish that you could tell yourself? I, in all the podcasts I have been on in the United States of America, that is my favorite question I have ever been asked. Oh, I love because that. I think, because I'm such a big believer in that, because if I could tell that person, first of all, that 20 year old girl was scared she was like nervous about life. She was scared she was going to make mistakes. She was scared she was going to say the wrong thing. She was scared that she would never make any money. And if I could speak into her, 
I would tell that girl, you are going to find your passion one day. You are going to find the thing that makes your heart beat faster, that makes you want to get up in the morning, that is your full-time job, but does not even seem for a heartbeat of a second like work. And when you find that thing, I want you to do a deep dive into it. I want you to own it. I want you to believe in yourself. And I want you to recognize all of the opportunities that are there just because you thought you could. That's what I tell her. That was beautiful, moving. And I will be thinking about that long after this recording is over. So I think because you here's the thing, and, and, and I tell you this true. I don't know why I'm almost about to cry when I say this, but I, it's like every day I meet people and those people are apologizing. They're apologizing because they worry they're not enough. They are apologizing because they feel small. They are apologizing because life has told them they are not enough. And I always say, you are enough right where you are, right here today, in this moment, you are enough. Now, are there things that we want to accomplish? Are there things that we could run after with all of our heart? Of course. Do we want to spend every day following our passion and doing things that bring our joy, bring us joy? Yes, 100%. But for all the people who are sitting there who feel small, hear me across this airway, hear me across this podcast. You are enough. You are amazing. You are special. You are incredible. And in all of this whole giant world, there's only one person just like you. So find whatever makes you happy. Find what brings you joy and pour your heart into it. And you will look back and you will laugh at that 20 year old. And you will say to her, let's go sister. Like, look at how amazing life turned out all because you thought you could and you did. Yes. Oh my goodness. Listeners, if you can see me, I'm literally like doing party hands right now. This is, I mean, it is absolutely I couldn't agree more. I couldn't be more inspired by what you're saying. And I think that like even even things as little as caring about what your space looks like is a way for me in my life I've experienced of reminding myself of my value and also giving other pre- people permission to value themselves. So it's not about again, it's not about it's not about those shallow things. They're fun. We enjoy them. Those are great. But it comes back to you are enough. And you are worth putting that effort into. Um, well, and I, and I also think too, so I'll just get really personal here for a second. So I, we all have kind of challenges or obstacles in our life that we, that we, we let, we use as an excuse to not achieve what our potential or achieve what we want. And I'll use myself in full transparency. Um, I have written this blog for eight, years. And um, back in August 14th, actually 2020, I decided that I was going to go on a weight loss journey. And so I have lost over 80 pounds now. Um, Amazing. And what happened along the way is the reason why I lost the weight was because 
I, all these things I wanted to do. Like, so I wanted to do more video, but I was embarrassed to get on there and like not look cute. And I wanted to do more Instagram lives and I was ashamed. I thought I don't look cute enough. I feel like I'm not enough, which is why I feel so passionately about what we just talked about. But all of these things that I wanted to do that I let the weight get in the way of doing it. So I said, I'm going to do, I'm going on this weight loss journey. So I go on a weight loss journey and I lose as we're sitting here today, over 80 pounds, but then something happened, but then something happened. I realized that I was just using the weight as an excuse. I could have gotten on those videos. I was beautiful, 80 pounds heavier than I am today. Now, do I feel amazing? Of course I do. But all of a sudden when the weight was gone, I didn't have any more excuses. I, I said, I couldn't, I had to go on there and do videos because I said I was going to. And all of a sudden I realized when I did the videos, even with 80 pounds gone, guess what? I am like so awkward on video sometimes. Like I don't mean to be, I try really hard. At all. You <laughs> no, were enough before. That is right. And I, that's what, and so the big secret that nobody tells you is, so if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't want to get on video because of this, or I don't want to do this because of this or what I am living proof of somebody that didn't go do it all because I had this weight as this barrier. And then all of a sudden the weight is gone and I realized I should have been doing it all along. Like there is no difference. I'm still the same person that I was back then. I let the world tell me that I couldn't do something because I was heavier. And it was like this revelation to me and people, so people sometimes on Instagram or whatever, when I talk about my weight loss journey, they'll say, oh, Korean, you are so pretty, but they say, you were so pretty before. And I go back and look at pictures. I was, I'm like, I was cute. I was way cute before. Way, I don't know cute. why, but I let the world tell me I wasn't is what I'm trying to say. And that's why I'm so passionate about this. So, you know, if you have some sort of challenge or something that you feel you need, I'm not saying don't work on it. I mean, I'm so much healthier and happier now that I have lost weight, but I don't think that should have been a barrier to achieving things that I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It had no, it had no relation to your inherent worth. It didn't change anything. Exactly. That is, that right there is gold. There was no relation to my inherent worth. I already had inherent worth. Brilliant. That is a brilliant, just like we need to, um, I need to remember that, like put that on a needle pointed on a pillow or <laughs> I have inherent worth. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. What a powerful story. Thank you for sharing that with every single thing that you just touched on. It again is what this podcast is about. Hit the nail on the head. And I'm so, so grateful for you being here and chatting with me today. Well, and we need, we need more podcasts like this and we need more stories like this and we need more people keeping it real because I feel like we live right now in a world where everything is a filter, everything is a mirage, everything is not as it seems. And we're comparing the mirage to our real life and we feel small. Well, of course you're gonna feel small when you look at this person that is airbrushed and you know filtered out and their hair always looks, pro now you can put eyebrows on. You can, you can like, look, I need to get my roots done. But like, I mean, I could have just, if I had, if this was Instagram, I could have just taken a little thing and touched up my <laughs> It's so true. You can do anything. And so people are manipulating themselves in every, every way. Exactly. So you just, I think, I think that no matter what we do, I think at our heart, we should 
keep it authentic and keep it real because I feel like sharing the things that we are faced with and the challenges that we have, like my weight loss journey, you know, I mean, telling people that you've lost, because the thing is, when you say to someone, I've lost over 80 pounds, their first thought is, whoa, how big was she before? Oh my gosh, what is happening? You know, I mean, that's, I can see it in people's eyes sometimes like, dude, what, did you lose a whole person? Like what happened? You know? And so, you know, sometimes you have to be brave because you want to be encouragement. You want to be encouraging to other people and to speak into other people. And so I think that's why I think it's important to keep it real. And, you know, I love people are going to be hearing this story that you've shared indefinitely and you, you'll never know the impact that this is going to have on people and it's it's a beautiful inspiring story that has so many parallels to what people could be going through in their life right now so i thank you for your honesty and your bravery in sharing that with us today no you are welcome i, I hope <laughs> i hope it does inspire someone i mean i i mean it's it's a lot of it's been in a journey it's been a journey that is for sure it's been a journey but um but one that i'm glad that i took you know absolutely absolutely um so we are going to wrap this up with a quick little rapid fire series of questions. Ooh, okay. I love so rapid fire. Get ready. I Change love rapid fire. Here. Okay, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me take a deep breath. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so all of these, you will be finishing the sentence. Okay, I'll start it. You finish the sentence and we're just going quickly through them. All right, get ready. My favorite color is? Blue. My favorite movie is? Steel Magnolias. Ooh. My favorite book is? Mm, 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 mm. Um, wait, wait, let me think. Cause I like, it's hard to pick. Um, Little Women. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, my favorite breakfast food is? Waffles. Love. My favorite place I've ever been to is? Cape Cod. My role model is? My mom. Oh. My biggest creative inspiration is? I think my biggest creative inspiration is life, is just, I mean, my brain, if you, if you opened up, I know this is a wrap, I know it's not wrap, it's not a wrap. No, it's okay, go answer, ahead. But, but like inside my brain is like, it, it is so like this. And so, so many things and like every, just living my life inspires me, you know, like, just your wall color is very inspiring. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm always, every little thing I go eat at a restaurant, it inspires me. I'm sitting in this chair right now with stripes on it. It inspires me. So life, I think that's is my biggest creative inspiration. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love what I do because. Because I can't imagine doing anything else. Dial adds value to my life because. It allows me to get the look that I love without spending a whole bunch of money. I love it. I love it so much. Okay, so this is bringing us to a close. Before we wrap it up, though, how can people follow up and connect with you online? Of course, they can find me at Thistlewood, and that's T-H-I-S-T-L-E, and then woodfarms.com, thistlewoodfarms.com. You can also find me on Instagram, at Thistlewood. Perfect, perfect. Well, Karian, I honestly could not have asked for a more perfect conversation today. You have made my day so much brighter. And I know everyone who is listening to this will be able to say the same thing. Um, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me today and for sharing your story and your tips. <laughs> 
thank you so much for having me. And just thank you for being such a bright light. And I know that I cannot wait to hear all of your other guests. I mean, you're just such a joy, an absolute joy. And you've made my day super bright today too. So, well, thank you. I feel like I have gained a new friend today. Very grateful. It's all because of Zoom. <laughs> yes, we love Zoom. All right. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>